Hello and welcome, maybe for us, welcome back to us, to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. I am still, as far as I know, Skylar Spradlin, still here with, as far as I know, Mr. Jones. Larry Jones, and as far as I know, you are Skylar Spradlin. Now that we have established that, which it is important to establish. of Skylar Spradlin. This is artificial intelligence. Can't you see the intelligence? No. Anyways, uh, we've it's been gone. <laughs> we've been gone a while. Yes. You uh, were gone. I was gone. And then I was out of the country for two weeks. Yeah, if you just yelled real loud, we could have recorded. And well, there was the internet, I guess. But and then you were out of the state. Yes, I was. So it's been a month, four weeks. Really. Seems only three. I bet we have lost all four of our listeners. Once they realize we're back, maybe they'll come back. Get two or three of them back, maybe? Yeah. Anyways, uh, I was in the United Kingdom, which was awesome. That is a nice place to visit. Yeah, so we were visiting church plants over there, so I think I have a good excuse. I don't know what your excuses are. but I, I forget. They're too numerous. You do have a lot of excuses. You live based on excuses. I do. I had a family emergency I had to take care of on uh, last week. And I don't remember where I was. Where the were week you before. the week before? I don't remember. You were gone somewhere. Yes, I know. Unavoidable. I wouldn't miss this if I didn't have to. Because I, I want to be faithful to be here. Yeah, I think you think more highly of it than anybody else. It's that air of responsibility. Ah, I don't know if this has risen to that level for me yet. I like it. I hope it's beneficial. We'll pray that you repent. Well, (laughs) speaking of repentance, we're talking about something not that. (laughs) <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about the church still The yet. church. So we started that discussion a month ago. Yes, it's uh, it's nature, it's marks, and it's purpose. I don't think we covered all of that, though. No, we didn't cover. We covered uh, its purpose pretty good. And you had three high... Three E's. High-sounding words. Uh, purpose of the church is evangelism. Evangelism, I knew that one. Edification. Yes. And exaltation. Yes. So evangelize the lost, edify the saints, exalt Christ. Yeah. The purpose of the church. I think we talked a little bit about the nature of the church, right? Like it's made up of Christians, believers. Yes. And we talked about, um, if I remember correctly, that, that church membership is an affirmation of, of a person's profession of faith. Yes, yes. Because it needs to be. It needs to be this stamp that only Christians belong to this family. We are an eglisia. Eglis? Well, that's, yeah. I I haven't taken Greek. I haven't taken Greek. It's not (laughs) eglis. Ecclesia. That's that's the word I was looking for. Ecclesia. Ecclesia, ecclesia, it kind of depends, I guess. Gathering. Yeah, public assembly. Yeah, public assembly. Yeah. And we are of like mind and, and like faith and 
Yeah, we did talk we about that. We love God, word. and we gather together to worship Him and and to build each other up and uh, to be grow as Christians, and also to share that wonderful gift of God with the lost. Those three E's. Evangelism. Yes. Yeah. So um, we did talk about we are God's public assembly that he has us regularly gathering together as his people. So the definition that I'm seeing in front of me is uh, the question I see in front of me. What is necessary to make a church? Well, you can have a church and not necessarily be a group of saved people. Are not necessarily a group of uh, born-again believers who are striving to honor God with their lives. Well, we because you wouldn't have a church. You would have a group that might call itself a church. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's other questions, too. Like, what what uh, what constitutes a church? Is that what it was saying? What is, what's the question again? Uh, what is necessary to make a church? Yeah. What is necessary to make a church? So I think this plays into even, like... Why is my small group not cl- classified as a church? Why is my Sunday school class not classified as a church? How come every gathering of Christians, you know, the verse in Matthew 18 where yeah, two or three yeah. are gathered, how come every small gathering of Christians isn't classified as a church? Well, I don't know. Well, I think those are real questions we have to ask, right? If it's just assembling, if it's just yeah. gathering together, well, then you have a new church. Virtually any time Christians come together, and everywhere Christians well, come together. Jesus did say, when two or three are gathered in my name, I'm with you. But, I'm with you. But is that what makes a church? I don't think so. Well, your purpose of honoring God and bringing glory to Him and growing as a Christian and sharing the gospel. So you would say, are still you would say your small group then, every Monday night, is a church? I think I would. What? It's not Trinity Baptist Church, but it is a great gathering, ec- ecclesia. Did I say it right that time? Yeah. Good. I'm learning. It's an ecclesia. It's a gathering of like-minded believers, but it is. Uh, it doesn't have the authority that God gives the church. Right, the, so I don't think it's a church. The official church. I don't the, think uh, it. I don't think it would be classified as a church. Would it be a gathering? It would be a small group. It's a small gathering. Yeah, it's a Bible study. It's a whatever you want to call it, but I don't think it's a church. So I think, like, for a church, the most basic thing that's required is that it has to assemble and gather. Okay. But it also has to have more than that. Oh, okay. It can't have less than that. But I think it's got to have more than that. Like maybe members? Well, yeah. Defi- that are, I would that s- are, yeah. have put themselves in a position where we're going to stand for each other. and. Uh, yeah, I would argue a defined membership. Okay. I would argue that they have to regularly teach and listen to the scriptures. Yes, yes, yes. I would argue that they... I wouldn't argue that they have to have um, pastors. So, okay. so like that is part of the church's government and structure. But just because a church doesn't have a pastor, there are a lot of churches that don't have 
pastors yet. Right, right. That doesn't mean they're not a church. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say everything that we define in church government is necessary. But I would say teaching of the scriptures regularly is necessary. Defined membership is necessary. I would say practicing church discipline is necessary. Yeah, yeah. Abortion? I would, yeah. Uh, well, clinging, we worship God even when God's the gospel, word is yeah. read. I, I would then finally argue that practicing the ordinances are required. Okay. So but I think by that definition, I totally agree with you as a small group, Bible study, whatever it is, is not a church. Well, I mean like a church is in recognized by God, possessing some sense of spiritual authority, uh, kind of kingdom outpost or, or um, you know, fort, heavenly yeah. fort set up in the territory of the I earth. I like that, heavenly fort. I mean, if, if that's what we're talking about. We're like, out on the frontier and there's a fort out there. Like this is, this is the... And these people are believers. This is the post of the kingdom of heaven. to evangelize the world. Yeah. If that's what we're talking about. Like they represent the king. They're a little embassy of people and the, the soil they're on belongs to heaven. Yeah. If that's what we're talking about as a church, and I think that's what is a, uh, what a church is, then I think they need those elements. They've got to have the ordinances, do discipline, surround center on the gospel or the scriptures yes and and um have a defined membership so what would you what's different than a church or people calling themselves a church that don't believe all the things like totality of scripture solo scriptura yeah are they still a church they call themselves that I, i would say ordinarily Probably not. Can can a church err though? Can it can a church uh, get it wrong? Yeah, I can yes. get it wrong for sure. Well, and I I think we can point to the Corinthian church. Paul, I would argue, actually goes to great efforts to continue to call them a, a church and redeem yes, people, yes. while he's also at the same time correcting just about everything. I'm glad we have Corinthians in the Bible. Yeah. Because no matter what problems come up in our church, chances are we can find an example of it in the Corinthian church. Right. So so can a church get their doctrine of the scriptures wrong? Yes. Yes, yes. Can they stay there persistently over years, decades, generations and still be a church? I don't think so. I think they'd fall apart. Yeah, I think they don't have that root, root, yeah, root of of Christ centeredness. Well, the historical centered. The historical trend is that they would they would definitely dwindle, right? And probably to the point that there's not, yeah, they're not a a true church because they they deny the the one thing that gives them authority. They don't have authority in and of themselves. They have authority because they uh, propagate the scriptures, right? And so if you deny deny the scriptures, you you're forfeiting your your one authority as a church on the earth. So you just came from a place where it used to have a strong church, mm-hmm. and all, and now it's got a very weak church. Yeah, we're talking the where, UK. Yeah, where there were many believers and many congregations to mm-hmm. a place where there's only a handful of congregations. Mm-hmm. So did they fall away from that 
solo scriptura, uh, worship of God only. Yeah, they they did. Um, so their their church history is very rich. You had the English Reformation, the Scottish Reformation, the Welsh revivals. Uh, even in the time of Spurgeon, you had a strong Baptist union up until the kind of end of his ministry. Um, they had a lot of great uh, things happen in the UK in terms of Christianity. Right. But, but the wave of Christianity moved from the UK over to n- North America, and they became a secular, secular-driven society, much like we are today, but more so. And... So they are now occupying a post-Christian context. And what happens is um, when you cave to the pressures of secularism, it is very much so a slippery slope. You begin to do things like uh, affirm homosexuality or um, compromise on the office of pastor. Yeah. And yeah. those things always lead to the rest. I mean, just you can study church history and see it. It is almost uh, a certainty, a mathematical formula that so if you when do one this, of those things this, happens. This is going to happen next. This is going to happen next. Almost within a, yeah, I mean, almost within a predictable amount of time. And by God's grace, there are also examples of those things being reformed, but that's what happened there. So eventually, when you start affirming homosexuality, you start compromising the office of pastor and some of the other things that they're doing, well then, what you've already done is deny certain portions of Scripture. Right. Eventually, you're going to deny other portions that confront your thinking because that's what the Bible does. Right. Before you know it, it's just a helpful book. And some parts... most of it's true, but not all of it. Yeah, some parts are from God and some parts may, you know, just be... Yeah, I've heard that. This is just Paul's opinion. Yeah. That's not really scripture. Yeah. And so that leads to the place that they are now. And do do you see us in that same, us being North America uh, in that same mold right now? We're not, I don't personally think we're there yet. Some of our churches are. Yeah, but I think we are on the path. Um. Methodism right now and their big global split is a prime example of that. Yes. Uh, this kind of epicenter of Christianity has moved out of the United States. It's more now South America and South Asia. Right, um, right. They're, I think, if I remember correctly, the last few years, they're sending more missionaries now than anybody else. And they're even sending missionaries back to the United States. I mean... So, yeah, I mean, we're on that path, and other denominations, Methodism and other places, are showing that to be the case. Um, I, I wonder also, in our context, if um, the issue is going to be maybe less about... Well, I think the issue is going to be the same. Eventually, it's denying Scripture. Yes. But the way, the way yeah. that we get there might be different than how it's being done or how it was done in the UK. So in the UK, it was a compromise on homosexuality and the office of pastor and a few other things. Right. And yeah, that's taking place here, but I'm, I'm much more concerned in my limited understanding with the way people view worship 
and they make it entertainment instead. Oh, okay. And I think that is going to be the path to how the American church ends up denying the scriptures. I I think they're going to continue to boost worship to be all about us and not about God. Right, right. To the point that God is really just an afterthought. It's it's right. more about, doing it in his name, but yeah. maybe not uh, under his blessing. Yeah, it's more it's more about um, how we feel and what we get out of it, and so on and so forth. And so the uh, the smoke machines and the light shows, and the bouncing across the stage as you sing, or the, even the messages that aren't built on scripture, or they're more moralistic, or you know. Self positivity, theology, maybe. Yeah, they don't cover sin. They don't talk about the gospel. They, all of those things, I think, will slowly over more and more time. Uh, churches will just be these clubs, right? Right, and uh, that attitude, community, of yeah. not taking scripture for what it says. Yeah, well, joins in with that. I think so. Yeah, and, and so I think uh, it'll manifest itself in some of the same ways it did in the UK, but. It'll get to the same place where you deny scripture for whatever you think right. is be- better or best or whatever else. I think, personally, my conviction is they're already doing that in terms of worship. I think okay. the Bible regulates yeah. our worship, and uh, I think too many aren't even considering or thinking about what the Bible has to say about right. worship. Well, that kind of goes along with the next question, how can we recognize a true church? Kind of fits right into that. Well, I still think thinking. I think my answers would still be essentially the same. Um, gospel. I mean, they have to yeah, have to believe in the scriptures. The scriptures, the gospel. Yeah, and that scriptures don't change. God's mind doesn't change. Yeah, uh, clearly defined membership, church discipline, and the ordinances. I've got a list here. The problem is in our context. Most churches do not practice church discipline. Right. So are we going to say that they're not a church? Mm, no. But, but a they're going to be weak. They're a weak church, and a church inherently bears its authority and exercises its its authority through church discipline. Right, right. I mean, if, if church membership is an affirmation that we think this person who's professing Christ really is a Christian— then when you're removed in the process of church discipline, essentially what a group of believers is saying is we no longer have confidence that they're actually a Christian. Yeah, and it's that always they belong in the with hope God's people. that they will repent and come back. Right. But if they don't and they get removed, that's a church saying the opposite of membership. We're right. saying we don't think they have a place in the people of God. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say a church that doesn't practice church discipline is ready to collapse. I don't. Yeah, I because don't. I think it makes you stronger. You know, we we have practiced church discipline before, and it was done with such sorrow because of l- true love for the individual. Yeah, it was the worst thing ever. But it kind of gave me a sense that we're following God's directive. We're following his walking in obedience to him, which I think makes your church strong. Yeah, I I think it was definitely a test testing time for us, and 
I don't think anybody had any pleasure whatsoever. There was no joy in the in the house. No. It was all in sorrow. And I was surprised at how unified we were in it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just bad. Uh, the signs of a pure church, a more pure, a more pure church, and those are uh, Grudem list twelve. You only had four, I think. Well, but but they're they're encapsulated in what you said: uh, biblical doctrine, proper use of sacraments, right use of church discipline, genuine worship, effective prayer. Effective witness, effective fellowship, biblical church government, spiritual power in ministry, personal holiness of life among members, care for the poor, and love for Christ. Yeah, I'm I'm lumping almost all of that under the heading of faithful to the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of that, I think, is subjective. I mean, caring for the poor—that's definitely a scriptural, right? And teaching. so, I think the the point is: are these people who are trying to obey the scriptures, and they obey every church, just like every person obeys better in some areas than they do in other areas, but they're at least striving to obey. Right. Because in that list, I would want to say, well, how? Who makes the determination about a church's health based on? Prayer. How much praying is enough praying? Or how much care for the poor is enough care? Or how much, you know, whatever else. Yeah. Uh, church, proper church government. Like, are we going to say that a church down the street who who doesn't have elders but has a deacon board operating like elders, that they're not a church? No, I wouldn't they're say They're that. probably, I would, I would say based on my convictions, they're probably hindered in their practices. Because I don't think that's right, but I would still say they're a church. Of course. So, yeah, I, I just want to lump it more under the general spirit of, are they obeying the scriptures? Yeah. Are they trying to? So if you're looking for a church, if you're new to a town, these elements are what you would look for. And you could search yes. uh, maybe their website and you could uh, hear some of their sermons. You could read their doctrinal statements yes and, and and make a wise decision yeah knowing that this is what god wants a church to have well what i tell our college students who graduate and move off and they have that exact same question right i tell them to start with the website um, but also just because a church has written it on their website doesn't mean it's true. So then, okay, well, you know, watch their service, visit their service, whatever it is. Um, you need to be present at least a couple of times. Yeah. But, but I tell people like a church is putting its best foot forward on Sunday. And on your webpage. Yeah, and so, um, if they're lacking on some of these crucial elements on a Sunday morning. Uh, it's yeah, not going to get should better. Be a red flag. Yeah, it's not getting any better. So if if they're defining their best as not preaching the scriptures, or or not talking about sin and repentance and grace and mercy in the gospel, right? Then, yeah, you you don't need to. You need to just steer clear. Um, but also tell them you need to give them more than one Sunday. Sure, you might get some off Sunday or yeah. 
You might have a somebody when the pastor's sick or on yeah. over in Wales somewhere and have somebody filling in. Yep. And then eventually go to, you know, their other meetings, whether that's Sunday night or Wednesday night or small groups and get a feel of kind of the inside of the church yeah. life behind the Sunday mornings. But make sure those elements are present at each step. I mean, yeah. So that's that's my thought. That's good. How are we doing? Well, we're done. We're yeah, out of time. That's what I was figuring. This uh, has been a ex- little bit extra long, I think, but that's okay. It was good. Not extra long. It's just right. It's right there. Oh, okay. We did it. And I like this topic. I think I could talk about this. I know I could talk about this topic yeah. for a lot longer. So it's important. I, I think I said this last time. I don't know that enough uh, people give true consideration to what the Bible says a church should be by definition. A church should be, a church should do what a church is or is not. It is also something you could test the church you're attending right now. Do they follow these concepts? Are they true to Scripture? Yeah. Do they truly worship God? Or are they a a stage performance? And and I like stage performances, but I don't like it Sunday morning. Yeah. There's a time and place. Yeah. And not Sunday morning is not the time or place. Yeah, they're great camp songs. <laughs> That's what I call them. Uh, yeah. They're great songs. Clap your hands, stomp your feet, and and just do celebration. But I don't know if that's what I would want to uh, play or worship to on a Sunday morning when I'm when I'm face to face with our Creator God and yeah. His wonderful Son and and the salvation He's given. I don't want to sing some well, songs. I won't mention any. We just need to remember that God has designed his people to be in fellowship with each other. Yes. Working in his name. And that's that's the church. And worshiping and, him. He's just yeah. so good. And so the, the church is a big deal to God. Uh, Christ died for his bride. Yeah. That's the church. And so um, giving serious thought to these things is not a waste of time. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, hopefully this has been encouraging and sparked some thought um, to others. Uh, you can always find out more and listen to other episodes at DoctrineDoxology.com. Uh, we invite you to even reach out to us there uh, through social media links, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, or direct contact us forms. Uh, we always enjoy hearing how God has encouraged others and the questions that they may have. Okay. Okay. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, what a wonderful pleasure it is just to be able to come into your presence, knowing that you invite us in on the righteousness of your Son, and you hear our pleas for mercy, you answer our prayers, and you listen as we praise you because you're a wonderful, glorious God. Uh, We do thank you for the church. We thank you for the opportunities we have in this part of the world, that we can worship you freely without hindrance from government or other uh, factions who would be trying to harm us. Uh, we are truly blessed. Help us not take that for granted, but help us to press on and and tell others about your wonderful love. We praise you. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen.